talked about like all the things that we did not like about um don't worry darling now we're going to talk about like the things that we did like about it so what did you like about don't worry darling um well honestly the production was really good like the production value like the the visual storytelling and you know the the costume design the costume design was done real well it was done very well i wouldn't be surprised if they're like nominate oh they i I don't know like if if the academy was to nominate this film for anything it would be costume design or production design because that Mm -hmm. was done really well again i'm not sure because they tend to snub horror and you know um, but but honestly this movie again is not really that horror like it's a horror movie but it's it's not horror in a sense of like, you know, Freddy, Jason, or even like some of the more psychological ones, like almost like Babadook or just mm-hmm. like um, Barbarians or anything like that. This this feels like something real different as far as a horror movie, you know? It does. And it has like the Hollywood ties in it, you know, with the director and then like the original original screenwriters and stuff and the the writer for you know this film the who did the rewrite also did book smart too i believe mm-hmm. yeah, so it's just like you know it has those ties so it might be nominated some way I, shape or form i i could see it being because i it feels more like even though it's a horror it's more like a drama horror than a horror drama you know it's mm-hmm. like it's it feels more like drama first horror comes that's kind of like a secondary you know mm-hmm. and just like even the cinematography was good because a lot of people misuse cinematography but what cinematography is is the use of light so mm-hmm. um what so i would actually say the cinematography is really good because when you have like you know when you go into the victory project and then we go into the real world you know because the victory project is a lot of warm colors and it's just like it's yeah just it's really very nice. dreamlike and it's really dreamlike and then we go to the real world you see a lot of blues and grays and it's like dark you know like literally mm-hmm. dark so i just think that's a very fascinating to kind of like i'm just saying like the the set design and just everything is just so good and you could tell like you know it was it was three years in the making, you know, for this movie um, because of the <laughs> pandemic and stuff. And like, it doesn't feel like three years of the, because of how badly written it was. 
The production itself was three years in the making. Yeah. So you could tell. You know what? People worked really hard on this film. <laughs> That's an inside joke <laughs> that I may or may not reveal on my TikTok later. <laughs> but people, people got their bag. People got their bag that was on the set, despite of it all. They got that pay. You know, they they had to hold production for a couple months. They were like, you know what? November twenty twenty. Let's get back into it. And then they finished it, you know. So it's just well, like, well, dude. they kind of did take a bump because of Shia LaBeouf. He he was supposed to be in it first. Yes, yes. You know what? It was for all the shit that was going on <laughs> with this production, visually and like for a production standpoint, it was well. The script, not so much, but <laughs> for the most part, it was good. The acting, of course, Florence Pugh. This is a great role of hers. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it's a really great role. She did a good job. One of my concerns with her is that she would give too much of the midsummer, but she has a lot of range, you know? So it's just like, again, so I should not have that like concern anymore because again, like within the same year, you know, she had um which you know i wasn't like trying to question her range whatsoever because within the same year she did um little women and midsummer which are completely mm-hmm. different films and you know she ended up getting nominated for little women which she was great in that she was amazing yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah, i mean she uh, was great in midsummer too i mean and she was great in midsummer like i would say that's probably still one of my favorite roles of her but I mean, I know like, I talked a lot of lot of lot of stuff about Midsummer, but I mean, I'm not gonna say like Florence Pugh didn't do her thing in that shit. She did her thing. Like she took the script and she's like, you know what? I, I'm going to I'm going to cry and hyperventilate. I'm gonna freak <laughs> out. I'm gonna throw up. I'm gonna do everything. And she mm-hmm. did. <laughs> I mean, and, and and don't worry, darling. I mean, she did everything too. She was throwing that ass back. You know, got her <laughs> teeth all popping. She was throwing that ass back. She would get her pussy ate. <laughs> that that came to like a weird thing to me because if you notice how like they had sex in the movie it was mainly like it was more oral than genital and it made me wonder you know you know what okay also made me think about that too because you know what okay this is like such a side critique and I know we're talking about what we liked about the film but you just reminded me about something Mm -hmm. I'm thinking like and again i'm totally stereotyping call me out i'm totally stereotyping but knowing like some people that have like the alpha male podcast type of views yeah they kind of think oral sex is like sus for some weird reason and they're like wait that's weird i don't want to eat no pussy or whatever <laughs> or so they like, like dj Khaled. yeah <laughs> or they're like um they don't really pay attention to the woman's pleasure is mostly theirs mm-hmm. so I found that interesting that he mostly was giving her pleasure unless unless again he could have pleasure from giving her pleasure and that's how he gets off so True. again there's some True. nuance to it there's some nuance to it but I thought that was like interesting I wouldn't say it's bad I wouldn't say it's good but I just thought that was interesting But see, that also came to like another thought, even about this whole world, you know, about them giving each other pleasure. It also brought on to like with 
also like just with them eating and just drinking also or smoking and whatever do they actually feel these things that they're doing Mm -hmm. and you know for them I know it's like an elaborate plan to kind of like keep these women happy and what have you Mm -hmm. but I'm wondering like yo like when these men are out of the victory project that's when they actually really do tend to the women's like you know maintenance needs and what have you yeah exactly so to me I'm wondering like what is happening when they're actually eating a steak in the victory world you know are they are they eating it as if like you know they're having a dream of eating a steak because I don't know if you ever dreamt about eating before oh yeah I have I have and it's just like you know you and it's a weird way well like how I dream about eating food it's just like I, I I mean obviously I don't feel anything but I like legit think I'm eating something Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so it's just like and then I'm like oh you know it was a dream oh too bad because I was like that that looked good <laughs> see I never had a dream about eating food before and I and you know talking about it I'm just like I had to think about it. I was like have I ever had a dream about eating anything before for me it's rare like it like it'll probably yeah happen like once like every five years maybe <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, like I I don't even recall the last time but I know I've had moments of like me eating something maybe but mm-hmm. it's nothing that occurs a lot you know yeah so I just yeah that's a really good question though and that's one thing that I was kind of like thinking about too and again like with my my statement about like the sex scenes again I'm like being so stereotypical but it's just like you know like you would think listening to a lot of these podcasts you know like even or not you know it's not like I'm avid listener but you know seeing clips from like Andrew Tate and like Fresh and Fit you know they'll be like their ideal be like hey dinner's on the table and then Florence Pugh does something to him you know and not the Mm -hmm. other way around you know but again that could be you know his fantasy and I think it would have been interesting too like again again um if he didn't know this chick and he's like always wanted to do that to her mm-hmm. and it would have added more layers instead of like you know it would have it definitely would have mm-hmm. but going back to what I liked about the film um yeah again Florence Pugh was really good um I honestly think too considering all the drama that happened within you know the casting of Jack I think for the most part you know considering the circumstances um Florence Pugh and Harry Styles had good chemistry I mean Harry Styles obviously is not the best actor you know compared to everyone nah, else in the I, film. I actually hated Harry Styles being in this <laughs> film to be honest let me get to that like I <laughs> let me get to, let me get to that let me finish (laughs) (laughs) so a lot of people are saying that this is his first acting role it's not he was in Dunkirk he didn't have like any lines or maybe had like two lines but he was in Dunkirk back in 2017 so and he was like decent in that a lot of people were kind of doubting him but he was like decent and he would just played a very minor role and you know he's doing more roles too now so this is like his first like leading man role and for his first leading man role as a non-professional actor, he didn't 
in my opinion, he didn't do terribly. He could have done a lot worse, but he got the script and, you know, his like sequences when he did, when he was kind of like, you know, his little incel mode. <laughs> well, not, he's he's oh, not he an played incel, that real well. But he did that really well. And I was like, <laughs> he transformed at that role. And I was just like, he actually did worse being like the dashing husband than he did the the total opposite of what he's supposed to be. Like, I don't know if it's because of the hair and makeup or what. Um, but and the American accent that he had that was really well, which I'm like, yo. He just, I was just like, are you sure you're British? Because like your British accent sounds fake and, but your, your American accent sounds real. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. I didn't even know that was, I didn't even know that was Harry Styles at first. I thought that was Bill Hader. <laughs> right. I'm, I kid you not when, I, when when they went into like the flashback of him he looked just like Bill Hader on so many levels you and- know it's true like if he was to do something yeah maybe but <laughs> it was just kind of like and like whoever did the makeup for that scene did amazing because he looked like he had like acne scars and I'm yeah. just like holy shit like unless if Harry Stall actually does have like acne scars and we just don't know about it but I'm just like if that was makeup dude that was amazing like right like the physical you know transformation even like you know with the costuming and even with like how his how he was directed to like I don't know how much of it was him or what or Olivia Wilde's direction but that was like really good and um so you know um but again for his first role as a non-actor not bad not bad yeah you know, again, like, I think people are a little bit too hard on him, but that that's just my opinion. But I think not bad as, like... I mean, you know what? why they hard on him. Yeah, it's because people always... <laughs> it's Harry Styles. Because it's Harry Styles and girls thirst stuff, and like, oh, he wasn't that good. Right. No, I'm not saying that as a Harry Styles stan. I'm saying that, and I'm not a Harry Styles stan. I'm just saying that as just, like, objectively, why would you say that he was garbage? He is not garbage. <laughs> <You know? laughs> you know so yeah. it's just like I mean again he might have also you know you could probably tell he was a little bit shy too because again you have all these seasoned actors around you you know mm-hmm. or have done like a lot of great you've had Oscar nominated actors around you you've had yeah. actors that did all these different like you know notable roles too or like really getting your start so it's just like you know it's just yeah I could but you know for the most part you know he did a great job and then um also chris prine he did a good job too i wish i saw more of his character frankly instead of no pun intended i wish i saw saw a little (laughs) bit uh more of his character um because you know it was an interesting character and i wish that you know yes he's a villain but also you do need to give villains and just any type of antagonist their time. You don't have to give it, them a villain speech per se, but I think it, it, I think stories are a little bit more fascinating. We kind of get a little bit of their backstory and their motive to a certain extent, you know, but yeah. So that, that, those are my positives, you know? <laughs> yeah. I thought Florence Pugh acting was, was good also. Mm-hmm. I mean, she did a good job. 
especially in them dresses you know about throw that ass in a circle and everything <laughs> it was so hot in this movie man. Oh I, I mean God. i'm not even gonna lie she, she actually was i never really thought florence Pugh was really that hot you know especially after midsummer but in this film i was like oh okay i see florence Pugh. you know <laughs> You should see her Instagram. <laughs> That's okay. I will. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was just telling you, like, when I was like, yo, Florence Pugh is like fine, low key. I was just like, it's, it was, yeah, it was like in, um, when she got her nomination and she actually like had a picture of like her and her bed when she like got the call and she got her nomination for her Oscar her oscar nomination and stuff and then when she was like doing her little like quarantine cooking shows i was just mm-hmm. like you know what you you fine <laughs> and so she was like doing little dances and stuff all she needed like, was glorilla to play in the background oh my god <laughs> have her ass clapping and everything calm down <laughs> <laughs> like i think i even remember like when i was i was actually watching a florence Pugh's like quarantine cooking show and she was like making something like she was making like some type of beef related dish and i don't eat beef but i was just like yo that looks good like, <laughs> i'm watching and she like made some type of squash thing and i'm just like okay i'll make the squash <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, where you like that went on Don't Worry Darling when she was messing with the meat. <laughs> I know I said that sus, but... You said I was so sus. I wasn't like... Well, the scene with the meat kind of looked gross, but I understand why. It did look gross. <laughs> oh, man. But I, honestly, speaking of that food in the first scene when uh, Harry Styles came home and they just, like, you know, he was doing his thing on her. I would have been pissed. Like, <laughs> she, she did all that cooking just to throw that shit on the floor. Like, what? I was just like, no, not the dinner rolls. <laughs> <laughs> what about the cheddar biscuits? <laughs> <laughs> the fam ain't eating cheddar biscuits, but this random broad is eating cheddar biscuits. <laughs> If you know, you know. If you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but man, oh my gosh, yeah. Like, I think it was your turn to talk. But yeah. No, I was yeah, just no. talking about Florence Pugh clapping ass. That's all I was talking about. But <laughs> that, that, that was the best part of the movie for you? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if she was actually clapping her ass, I mean, yeah, that probably would have been the best part. <laughs> <laughs> it's so random. <laughs> well, hey, rewrite that party scene. I, I probably would be. I will definitely rewrite that party scene, but take Olivia Wilde's ass out of it. She probably ain't got no ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, Olivia, clap them bones. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay speaking of olivia wilde was originally supposed to play the role of alice that would have been terrible she she literally would have been inserting herself with harry styles right then and there oh, no but that was that's what went prior to um Shia, that was during the no she would have inserted herself with shia labeouf oh really mm-hmm. oh <laughs> 
I wonder if she saw the movie Nymphomaniac and was like, nah, I can't do it, fam. <laughs> I don't know. Have no. you ever seen that movie? I, I'm kind of afraid. I saw a summary yeah. part and I'm kind of afraid of that movie. <laughs> why are you like, afraid of that movie i think it'll be too much you know what i'm saying like like i i don't know like i just i heard someone review it you know and summarize it and i'm just like it it, it does get especially really the second especially the se- especially the second half of the movie i'm like i can't i can't no that's too much for me dog part part two does get really brutal and in a way it's kind of almost like a in a horror-esque type of way you know and and also that's like Loki why and I again sorry we're going off of tangents but I kind of am afraid to watch the movie Blonde because I heard it's kind of like that it's like well one it's super exploitive and Mm -hmm. two it's like terrible thing after terrible thing after terrible thing happening and the I shit is like not I haven't heard real. of blonde what's what it's, it's a Marilyn Monroe movie oh. but it's not a biopic it's just, oh yeah 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 that's what Ana de Amas yes it's just a Marilyn Monroe dark fan fiction pretty much and it's terrible I heard a lot of bad <laughs> things about it like yeah I'll probably watch it one day I would probably watch it one day, but again, when it came <laughs> when it came out, I was in the right headspace to like watch that. It's like a three hour movie, and I'm just like, oh, I don't want to see three hours of terrible, like, <laughs> I, yeah, of just bad things happening because okay, like I don't know, like I haven't talked about this movie on like explicitly on like a platform yet, except on my stories. But that was the problem I had with Tyler Perry's The Upper Colored Girl, like his that movie is just terrible thing after terrible thing happening to women and i did not like that movie because none of the terrible like probably two of the terrible things that happened actually had resolutions yeah everything else was just like yeah this terrible thing happened to me but we're all friends like, right. <laughs> with all these terrible things happening <laughs> it's just like how y'all all know each other <laughs> right i mean yeah, obviously but... the movie is like you know they all are con- connected some type of way but still it's like, uh, yeah. yeah but bringing it back um right. one of my favorite things about um don't worry darling it's kind of like what we were talking about was possibly what the messaging is which is about body autonomy which was what you got from it Mm -hmm. and my thought about it was like the fear of the metaverse in a way you know because it has like a lot of vibes like kind of like you know Chris Pine's character kind of comes off as like a little bit like Mark Zuckerberg kind of way you know and how he's doing like this whole metaverse shit and everything like that I was watching this video about like why the metaverse is kind of wrong or why it's like a bad idea. And it's just like talking about how like the metaverse is going to turn everything very dystopian because a lot of people will be spending a lot of their time investing their money into like, you know, what is in the metaverse versus putting money into what's happening in the real world. And I thought it was like very interesting, like the video, but 
And it does have like a video where like Mark Zuckerberg is kind of like saying like he wants to take over the world or not really in those words, but you know, it was kind of like in a way like it just, it kind of like assumes he wants to take over the world and everything and kind of like control the government or some shit that this person was trying to say, but I was just like, okay, <laughs> sure. Okay, calm down. Uh, it's going to be one of these billionaire tech people to actually be successful in taking over the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a conversation for another episode of like a horror movie comes out where it's like explicitly like that. Yeah. Which it might be. It might be something that comes out. Who knows? Or we see something on, um, you know, an indie film that talks about that, which we might. Who knows? We just have to research it. Yeah. But, but I do feel like with Chris Pine's character, he does seem like somebody that was trying to bring everybody into his metaverse in a way, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and the way he was talking about like in that one scene where they're like, whose world is it? Our, Our world. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's like, what are we trying to do? Like, uh, uh, you know, that um, the, in the pool scene when they're like saying like, oh, what are we trying to do? And it's just like, cha- uh, what, what do they say? Change the world or something? Yep. Change the world. Change mm-hmm. the world. So, that, so that was i guess in a weird way that was like his villain speech yeah yeah that, you know, that definitely was it was and- a subtle villain speech but it was his villain speech so that's what he wanted to do okay so i got that's a back good I- villain speech because it's, it's a, like it's a subtle good villain speech so, okay. because it's like no villain in real you gotta think in real life would a villain come out flat out and say like you know what i'm trying to do i'm gonna hypnotize people have them get butt fucked with like 12 dildos or whatever and after that they're gonna be taken over by me and i'm gonna take over the world that way uh, okay um possible <laughs> 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 don't worry darling did you watch after what we watched <laughs> that was not a scene <laughs> <laughs> what they were gonna do but you know i'm just saying like imagine if they gave that speech and telling you straight up like this is what i'm gonna do abc you know and take over the world yeah i i understand so you know what okay i take back what i said a little bit because he did explain his motives in different ways and he was very subtle with it which you know which is what a villain would do and real life villain and you kind of have to you know it, it has some reality to it and even though this is like augmented reality but who knows it's almost getting to the point where this really could be you know uh which is which is really sad and scary but yeah (laughs) you know and that's kind of the thing too that um one thing i did like about this movie too i'm kind of going to piggyback off of you um is talking about um again when this movie was in production the alpha male podcast boom didn't fully happen you know so um it but it started to happen so i would say i would say like but they did address it to a certain extent it, and, it, it was it wasn't a boom but it was still around there were there were still like people who were of like those alpha male podcasts but they didn't have like podcasts they had more like youtube videos where they were kind of like addressing like 
what men should do for themselves, how they should address like different problems, how to deal with women like that. Mm-hmm. I would say like um, in a weird way, like this movie <clears throat> kind of it predicted slash commentated on it. And maybe like and within the editing process, they probably added more of his scenes or not scenes, but at least the audio to kind of like address that yeah. type of thing. And that's kind of how he did his whole brainwashing, which is something that I, you know, liked, you know, um, or at least, you know, thought that that was kind of good to address it because again, like these podcasts feed on men's insecurities. Yeah. And there has been actual situations of, you know, these podcaster influencers, <coughs> Andrew Tate, that <laughs> legit have programs where they actually like they're like basically pyramid schemes where you pay money to learn all these skills to be a male or be a real man, a high value man. So, you know, to, you know, get mis- businesses, get women, all that other stuff. So in a way, it actually makes sense why the male characters are willing to spend money for the victory project because they're like, oh my God, this is the life I always wanted to live. And this guy is my hero. I want to be just like him. I want to be the man that I know I'm supposed to be, but society is holding me back, you know, that type of thing. So I think the film did a good job addressing it. I just wish they pushed it a little bit further. But yeah. it was a good little intro, little nod to that. Well, not explicitly to that because that news about him doing that just recently came to surface. But there has been situations like probably with some other people where that's been a thing, you know, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, is there anything else you want to add on to what you liked about this movie? Um. Oh, I liked the use of the song the with you all the time thing that, uh, that yeah actually harry Styles wrote that and you know florence Pugh was also singing it too but um i, I, I kind of wonder why was that the one thing that stuck with her you know that like nothing else stuck with her in this world but that did that's interesting uh but you know, it didn't always stick with her, but that was like something she, you know, it was like a song that she thought was just stuck in her head. And she's like, I've never heard it, but you know, I, yeah, it's just stuck in my head. And in a way, I, I think this is my theory that she could kind of hear things around her. So maybe, you know, Jack is singing with you all the time to her. Well, I mean, in the movie, the simulation. Well, I mean, in the movie, you know, when he was taking her hostage and what have you, he was singing that song mm-hmm. while doing it. And I guess it was something that he sung all the time around the house and what have you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, I guess it was one thing that he sung all the time. And to me, it's like, okay, she has no recollection of like her past or any of like you know things that were happening before she got put into the simulation but this is the one thing she has the most memory of which that which doesn't really connect to me I mean I think that was kind of like 
one of the first clues in the movie and that was something that was consistent and the and at first you could kind of think oh it's romantic in a weird way but it's actually like really creepy in a sense yeah it's like and even when she um you know was leaving she had a vision of him behind her mm-hmm. and it's like that shit is just like that that shit scared me I was like, <laughs> and i was at, at when i first watched the movie as like when she kind of like oh man like i know i killed you but i miss you boo like mm-hmm. I, I was kind of like huh that's weird but at the same time it could be like something is like oh you know well i might have left this world but i'm always gonna you, you know kind of like some stalker shit you know? <laughs> <laughs> again in a, in a way it might have been like that but mm-hmm. <laughs> but oh yeah but like what i said too the transition into the um the uh the twist that one was really good yeah the transition to the twist was amazing that's that was my favorite scene of the movie or favorite sequences rather um because i was like oh this is interesting or oh i like how it played out you know type of thing even though i like predicted it from a mile away i really yeah. like how they showed it and depicted it so yeah that's that's pretty much all my notes but i would say like overall like this film i i gave it a six and a half out of ten and okay. i was going to give it a lower score but i think i am going to stick with a six and a half out of ten it is not a bad movie it's a movie with a lot of potential and a lot of room to grow because the story is very simple so you can really do a lot with it and i just wish that it had it just kind of pushed things a little bit further y'all know i have a slasher corner movie of the week but this week i am gonna throw it to my guests so megan what should the audience watch oh i have one i have actually i have a couple i have a couple so um bodies 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 highly recommend it it is really really freaking good um i think honestly one of my favorite films of the year i haven't really done my whole ranking because there's still other movies i have to watch but I was saying, considering your audience and everything, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is very good. I loved it. I enjoyed it so much. It was such a fun watch. Um, and then another one, too, that's kind of like a wild card, but still kind of within the horror thing, is Wendell and Wilde. That's a really cute movie. Um, it is directed by Henry Selick, and it is co-written by Jordan Peele. And it's a, just really that really good stop uh, motion animation style the story is really good um yeah check out my review if you want to get more context about the story 
Um, it's on my TikTok and also my Instagram at Megan's World. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy those films. So yeah, those are the films I watched pretty recently. Life Vice Vice I watched a while ago, but I still highly recommend it. Yeah, I just watched it recently too, and I thought it was a good film. Especially, especially how how they did Pete Davidson in the film. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So yeah, if y'all want to follow Megan's world, where should they find you, Megan? Yeah. So I'm on. I'm mostly on Instagram and on TikTok. Both handles are at Megan's World. That is M E A G A N Z World. Um, yeah, I post film content, occasionally cosplay content um pop culture stuff um yeah i post a lot of memes on my instagram <laughs> story she is the like, meme queen i'm a meme queen yeah I, I have a lot of fun with my instagram but yeah that's that's where to find me um yeah feel free to send me any movie recommendations and stuff like that i will most likely um, watch them and review them right away not necessarily but i will review them eventually <laughs> i have a list i put that on my letterbox and then again yeah you can follow me on letterbox too same handle um yeah that's kind of how i keep track of my movie so if you want to see what's on my list it's on there um and then um i'm also on twitter kind of but twitter is kind of weird right now so i might kind of dip out of that but my main platforms <laughs> are instagram it's elon musk <laughs> if I get verified, you know why? <laughs> Let me stop. Okay. I got eight dollars right here. Here. <laughs> I got eight dollars just to spare. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, those are my two platforms that I mostly use. And um, yeah, no, just follow me on there. So that's all the time. All right, all right, and if y'all want to follow your boy, it's Walter Doom on Instagram, the Walter Doom on TikTok and Twitter, and Walter Doom wherever else is streaming, you know. And thank you, Megan, for coming to the show. Hey. Yay! <laughs> all right, so yeah, um, you guys, I am about to get out right now. This has been another episode of Let's Talk About Horror. You, the audience, are the real MVPs out there. Shout out to my boys, Algorithm C and Callie the Wolf for bringing the beats onto the show. Man, I didn't forget about y'all guys. You know, y'all, y'all really did a good job bringing beats to this show and everything like that. You know, providing the music and everything like that. And yeah, this has been another episode. Let's talk about horror. This is America. Don't let them catch you slipping now. Stay diabolical, people. Peace.